Welcome to the Blooming Wand Podcast. My name is Emily, and I'm a psychic medium, intuitive healer, and coach who specializes in helping others connect more deeply to their intuition so they can connect to self and embrace change. Here on this podcast, I discuss self-care and spiritual topics inspired by the tarot. Here's how it works. On every full and new moon, I pull three cards which inspire an intention and affirmation that we can work with until the next moon cycle. Engage them as part of your self-care and spiritual practices. Use them as journal prompts, but most of all, explore what they awaken in you. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. If you want to take a look at the cards that we pulled this moon cycle, don't forget that you can do so at bloomingwand.com. Just click on the blog tab and you'll see a transcript of this podcast on the blog as well as pictures of the cards that we pulled. On November 27th, we have the full moon and this moon cycle I used the Wildwood Tarot deck and we pulled the King of Arrows, the Page of Arrows, and the Green Woman. Be sure to have a look at the cards to see what they awaken in you. One of the things that I really like about the Wildwood Tarot deck is that it's inspired by nature. Many of the cards depict beautiful landscapes and various animals. And this moon cycle, we've been presented with a couple of animals. The first of which is the Kingfisher, which is known as the King of Arrows in the Wildwood Tarot deck. But in many other decks, you would know this archetype as the King of Swords. We've also been presented with the Wren, which in the Wildwood Tarot is the Page of Arrows, but in most other decks, it's known as the Page of Swords. Now, I have a particular affinity for birds, and I'm going to let my connection with them inspire our intention and affirmation. So here we go. Here's the intention. When was the last time you thought about what was truly important to you? The practice of zeroing in on essentials enhances our awareness and shows us where we can lean in or let go. It involves peeling back layers to uncover the values, relationships, and aspirations that truly resonate with our core being. Now, understanding what is essential in your life means discerning between fleeting desires and the enduring pillars that define your existence. It's about distilling daily existence down to the elements that bring meaning, purpose, and contentment. Now, this requires deliberate focus on what truly matters to shed light on what enriches, inspires, and aligns with your authentic self. Embracing the essential isn't necessarily about what you possess materially though that's certainly part of it. I mean, we live in a material world and we do have essential material needs. So that's definitely part of it. But it's also about what seizes your heart, your mind, and your spirit. And because knowing what's essential to you creates a framework that guides decisions and behaviors, Understanding those things, so understanding what's important to you, can help you cultivate a sense of fulfillment. And who doesn't want to feel fulfilled? I know I do. Here's your affirmation. My intuition guides my understanding of what is essential and aligned with my deepest values and aspirations. So um, as I mentioned before, I was going to let the birds kind of guide um our journey with this intention and affirmation. And I have, you know, a few stories I'd like to share with you. And the first is 
a story about my first time seeing a kingfisher. So I've only seen a kingfisher once. Uh, so uh, the, the recollection is uh, very present with me. Uh, the story is about the first and only time I've ever seen a kingfisher. And if you've seen one in real life, it's such a treat. They're beautiful birds. And um, I don't know, they just have a special air about them. So I was walking with family at the college campus by my home. And I really love walks at this location because there are winding trails and small creeks and both grassy and wooded areas. So there's a lot of different kinds of habitat down there. You never know what you might see. And so I often feel both delight and anticipation with every visit. And I'm not gonna lie, bird encounters are a personal favorite. So on this particular walk, my sister and I had trailed behind the others so we could talk. And as we traversed a downhill path that was very slippery with mud and residing just above a creek we usually visit, I saw a flash of blue and orange. And I'm talking vivid blue and orange. And sensing that it was a feathered friend I'd yet to meet, I was like, whoa, what was that? And my very keen-eyed sister in her deadpan tone replied, a kingfisher. We were charmed by our new friend, and we watched as it swooped to the creek in search of fish, and after coming up empty-handed, it zoomed upwards, and it landed on a nearby tree where it quietly watched the flowing water. And you'll often find kingfishers near water, and if you're lucky enough to spot one, you'll notice that they are just as comfortable diving through water as they are the air. So that's kind of one of the reasons I think they're so neat. They're they're small, and it's hard to believe that you know, they can catch little fish. I mean, it's kind of miraculous. So they're known for their patient hunting behavior and precise dives into water for prey. The kingfisher is often seen as a symbol of patience, focus, and perception. And if you ever watch them in the wild, you can see why that is. They carry an air of assertiveness and authority. So for being tiny, they are very very confident birds. And when I laid eyes on the kingfisher for the first and only time, hopefully I'll see more of them on my walks, but I haven't yet. I really couldn't help feeling that this was a very confident bird. And even though they're small, they are fearless and mighty. So let's explore the nature of the wren since it's represented uh, by one of the cards we pulled this moon cycle. So unlike the kingfisher, I see wrens all the time. They are a common fixture in my garden. They evoke a sense of play and joy with their rapid trills and chirps, and their song is such a welcome sound when I'm outside in the yard. They are constant companions for me when I'm working in the yard. I love to watch their little brown bodies dancing in the dry leaves, and wrens are constantly on the move. They hop and flit rapidly between branches, shrubs, and the ground, and their movements are very quick and very agile. Now, my favorite quality of the wren is that they're curious. I love to watch them as they investigate their surroundings, exploring various objects as well as the nooks and crannies of the garden. When the temperature drops, and this is so cute, I've seen them huddle together in the shelter of the arborvita, snuggling close for warmth with their little feathers all um, fluffed up. And this always conjures a childhood memory of mine 
of my three sisters and I piling on a tiny twin bed under blankets, snuggling close and just finding comfort in each other's presence with our socked feet tickling each other's tummies until somebody falls off the bed and onto the cold floor with a laugh and a giggle. Wrens remind me kind of of these sweet times. They remind me to remain curious, to welcome the warm embrace of a beloved, and to sing and play often. Now, this brings us to our final archetype, which is the Green Woman, also known as the Empress in other tarot decks. And many associate this archetype with the Divine Mother, nature, the earth, abundance, prosperity, and fertility, natural rhythms, cycles of life, growth, renewal, as well as death and decay are also foundational themes. The Green Woman invites us to celebrate the importance of nature and the cycles of the seasons. She reminds us of the interconnectedness of all life. We're all connected. We're all one in essence. And should we ever feel depleted or low, and I know this is true for me, and I'm wondering if it's true for you, we can turn to the power and the beauty of the natural world to renew and revive us. Now, when I consider these three archetypes in combination, the kingfisher, the wren, and the green woman, I feel called to consider my personal power and authority, as well as my ability to be both serious and playful, and how important the natural world is to my well-being. Now, I don't always feel aligned with my personal power, and I'm not always able to find my curious and playful side, but I know that I can always find my way back to self when I look to nature. I've learned over the years that connecting to nature is essential to me. So is connecting to inner strength, confidence, curiosity, and joy. So my question for you is, what's essential to you? What qualities do you wish to cultivate in your life? And what makes you feel good? The kingfisher and the wren, they know what's essential to them. That's that's the way of the natural world. It knows what's essential to life. And because we're not separate from the natural world, we too can harness an understanding of what's essential to us. A few ways you might do this is by reflecting on your values, what principles and ideals guide you. As I mentioned above some as I mentioned before some principles that guide me are curiosity, play and joy. Additional ones are kindness kinship, honesty, and connection. So those are just mine. Yours yours will be different. So reflect on times when you felt fulfilled. What were the circumstances? Do you cultivate personal fulfillment in your life? What ignites enthusiasm and what doesn't? As much as possible, can you eliminate or reevaluate which doesn't what doesn't fill your cup? Now winter is coming and this is a wonderful time to release what isn't you know isn't serving you. So use um this podcast, use the blog, use the images of the cards um as tools. There's lots of prompts available to you here. Get your journals out and start considering these things. And then perhaps on Yule or the winter solstice you can do a ri- a releasing ritual. It's important to take time to understand what matters most to you and why. So take a bird's eye view of things and focus on what's essential. And if you can, let the rest go. Let the kingfisher and the wren guide you to understanding what awakens confidence, personal power, connection, curiosity, joy, and play within. And, you know, I'm going to leave you with a little blessing. Here it goes. 
May you embrace the journey of self-discovery, seeking clarity in what truly matters. May you trust your intuition to guide you in recognizing the essential elements that align with your deepest values and aspirations. May you release attachments to distractions and welcome the clarity and peace that comes from prioritizing what brings genuine fulfillment to your life. May you embrace this process with an open heart and a clear mind, knowing that by honoring what is essential, you cultivate a life of purpose, joy, and authenticity. So let's loop back and I'll read you the intention and affirmation one last time. Intention. When was the last time you thought about what was truly important to you? The practice of zeroing in on essentials enhances our awareness and shows us where we can lean in or let go. It involves peeling back the layers to uncover the values, relationships, and aspirations that truly resonate with our core being. Here's your affirmation. My intuition guides my understanding of what is essential and aligned with my deepest values and aspirations. So how's it going in your world? Do share. You know I love to hear from you. You can do so by going to bloomingwand.com, click on the podcast page, and share your insights, share your thoughts, and share your experiences. In the meantime, take good care of yourselves, and I'll see you on the new moon.